But I suspect it is not hard, men, to escape death, but it is much harder to escape villainy, for it runs faster than death. And now, since I am slow and old, am caught by the slower, while my accusers, since they are clever and sharp, are caught by the faster, by evil. And now I go away, condemned by you to pay the penalty of death. Will they have been convicted by the truth of wretchedness and injustice? And I abide by my penalty, and so do they. Perhaps these things even had to be so, and I suppose that there is due measure in them. After this, I desire to deliver oracles to you. O oh, you who voted to condemn me. For in fact, I am now where human beings particularly deliver oracles, when they are about to die. I affirm you men who condemn me to death, that vengeance will come upon you right after my death, and much harsher by Zeus, than the sort you give me by killing me. For you have now done this deed, supposing that you will be released from giving an account of your life, but it will turn out to be much the opposite for you, as I affirm. There will be more who will refute you, whom I have now been holding back. You did not perceive them. And they will be harsher, inasmuch as they are younger, and you will be more indignant. For if you suppose that by killing human beings you will prevent someone from reproaching you for not living correctly, you do not think nobly. In Western philosophy, we have yet to move beyond the life and death of Socrates. Though his time is long since passed, we would be remiss to think there's nothing to be gained or to be remembered by returning to accounts of this legendary figure. Socrates, the gadfly of Athens, a man held in such high esteem that he is revered even to this day, despite writing nothing down to be recorded for posterity, and otherwise lacking in the accoutrements of worldly and material success. Not a conqueror of lands and peoples, but of minds, and maybe even souls. Despite the persistence of his spirit, he was put to death by the city he sought to serve, mocked and derided in his own time by men and women less noble than himself. In my recent conversation with Michael Millerman on the political philosopher Leo Strauss, we talked of the irresolvable tension between the philosopher and the city, between knowledge and custom, between truth and piety. Strauss, too, believed in returning to the great works, to begin anew our confrontation with the most fundamental questions. Questions surrounding the interplay among these forces are eternal and remain relevant for philosophers in all places and all times. If the aim of this show is to move beyond mere entertainment or a frivolous notion of education, then in seeking a way forward for political theory, we ought to individually revisit these old questions, the forms in which answers of various kinds were bequeathed to us, and gradually begin to live out our presuppositions in practice. Philosophy is, after all, most fundamentally about doing, not just thinking. So here presented for you now is an excerpt of Socrates' parting words upon receiving the sentence of death from his Athenian jurors 